This is Mike Luoma. You can find my stuff at glowinthedarkradio.com. And you're listening to The Melting Podcast. You're listening to The Melting Podcast, a writing variety show featuring a little of everything from everyone, everywhere. Ooh. Ooh, do I have the kitchen to myself? Oh, sweet. You know what this means, right? I mean, it's episode 59 of The Melting Podcast, and your grill mistress, Erin Kazmark. By the way, that's me, has the kitchen to herself. And when I have the kitchen to myself, we do bloopers. Yay! Yeah, yeah, bloopers, botched recipes, this is, this is pretty much my favorite thing. We are total idiots, and we have so much fun doing what we do and producing this material for you guys. And, of course, that leads to shenanigans. All the shenanigans. So how about I just send these your way and you enjoy them. Bon appetit. Greetings, lexiconosaurs and word chefs. Yeah, word chefs. Who's chef? Um, Jared Padalecki's son. Okay. He was just talking to him. I'm word Commander Shep. Shep. Word. And this is your favorite podcast on the internet. This is my favorite podcast in the Citadel. <laughs> um. That was for you, Starla. Her feet rest on the dusty planks of her raw sawn wooden raw sawn. Raw sawn. Raw sawn. I want to read this like corn mother. That's got rush. No. Just do it another way, just because. Well, yeah. <laughs> just in case I decide not to go with corn mother. <laughs> I see it. So you bumped into her, and she smiled like nothing bothered her like she always does. And then the cat meows. Rainy, shut up! She referred to you as, and I quote, an overgrown meatloaf... Why did she... Why am I giving her a British accent? She referred to you as, and I quote, an overgrown meatloaf in a chauvinistic charade. Charade. Rainy, shut up! I think I might burp. <laughs> no, seriously, I was waiting to see if I was going to. I didn't. I can tell. I took a breath and it stopped me. Yeah. Breathe in now. <gasps> no, I really have to burp. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Waiting. <clears throat> there we go. All right. What was I going to say? Episode 51. Episode 51. You're really going to have to give me more than that. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> and there, you can use the bloopers. Yay, it's the beginning of a Corn mother! <laughs> Corn mother. <laughs> I've missed that, doing that, this. Is that what they call women who give birth in Nebraska? Indiana. Corn mother. No, Nebraska is feed corn. It's that shit's not edible for humans. It's Indiana. 
It's still corn. Indiana is real corn. Yeah, all they do is husk it. They don't eat it. But they also mother it. Mother Husker! Read the story. Oh shit, what is wrong with you? I had been working at the prison about three years when I randomly crossed bath baths. Crossed baths. Well, someone someone was experimenting. (laughs) Download download at 35%. Nice. You bastard. You okay there? Yeah, I'm fine. Did I break you? Everything's Are you broken? Fine. This is fine. You broken? I'm fine. Did I break you? Yeah. Broken? Yeah. Broken Gus? Stop. <laughs> break AF. Cor- you're broke. You're broken AF. Cor- cor- mother. <laughs> you're broken AF. Uh-huh. <laughs> Corn mother. I can't say it. <laughs> Craig, we can't get past the title on this one, Rush. <laughs> Spoon! There it is. <laughs> I need another drink. God damn it. The thesaurus. That's easy. The thesaurus. Spoon. 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 I can't do it. Cinnamon. I can say that. Bumblebee. Shut up. Oh no. Oh no. It didn't come out like I intended. You know, you know when your voice gets stuck. Oh, you're <laughs> you, no, seriously, do you know when your voice gets stuck and you cannot make it change pitch? That's what mine just did. Oh no, <laughs> oh, no. I'm a foghorn. Oh, no. Don't make me laugh too much. We gotta get this done. He took a few steps back from the car. Carm. Why don't I want to say carm? Mm-hmm. Weird. Sure. He took a stew. A stew feps. Wow. Stew does what? <laughs> stew feps. Better than fapping. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those roads one always finds at the ass end of nowhere. The city didn't... <clears throat> the city didn't shit. Um. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Yay. She had learned to fear those words ever since she'd been assigned to the rural route. Oh, fuck. Rural route. Rural route. Coster? You may be a new word chef, but fuck you for rural route. Really? I'm going to have to say it again. Man country. I want to go there. Because it's probably full of gay men, and gay men are awesome. I mean, they'd advise me on dress, probably something about makeup, and we would have drinks, and there'd be no flirting or pressure, and it would just be amazing. Man country. Make it a thing. I'm going to have another sip of my drink. The battering of projectiles was pounding our... T- fuck Rainy! I don't want to fuck Rainy. Pounding our fuck Rainy. Oh, God. Can I help you? <laughs> I love it when she directly responds like that. Uh-huh. And we also have prompt number 13. Uh, I bit my tongue. <laughs> Um, you can go and also help us out financially by backing us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afgrappin. You can, for as little dollar... As little, as little dollar. <laughs> I'm sorry. For as little dollar. <laughs> Do you have a dollar and a cookie? No, you have a dollar and a microphone. <laughs> as I was saying, we were surrounded. Brainy, fuck you. As I was saying, <laughs>
encouraging her. Stop. Oh. Rainy? Pieces of it strewn around the vault, the sparkles of magic already fading from the... From the, 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 the. Almost had it. Don't lick me. <laughs> Wait, hey, hey. Comorbid by Lorelai Logsdon. That is quite a name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of L's. That's what I meant. I'm going to guess that her middle name is like... Tell me we don't have to keep this. Yeah, there's a blooper. A broop. There's a broop. There's a broop. There's a broop. It's like my mouth tried to burp without actually having to burp. Word burp. Well, I've heard of word vomit when you just keep going and can't shut up. Word burp when you just kind of in the middle of a word. You turn into part frog. All right, so um, I hope you enjoyed that and that you will not be writing a letter of complaint to management. Speaking of management, hey, AF. I woke him back. I see no smiles. Aw. Sorry. <laughs> you asshole. I was going to blow the summoning flugelhorn to get you here. Yeah. Remember what I called us before? We're that. All right, so, you know, enough about me. And us. And what idiots we are. You know that. How about I promote someone else? And and I even have this real fancy abbreviated term for that. A promo. Ooh. Yeah, I'm just going to turn that on now. Electronics concerning the Mistletoe Radio evening broadcast show known as the Beloved Voice. It is our hope that with this broadcast, we have reached across the boundaries from our dimension to yours. Please stand by. Um, now, we did promise uh, that later on in the show we would be treating our beloved listeners to the first interplanetary poetry reading. It was said that in the beginning... God painted the world a crimson hue, where all the fires of his inspiration would bulge forth in a dynamo of fantastic light and molten rock. It is by no means the only shape that I have seen. From my restless infancy to my unpleasing present state, I have felt a whisper of a presence beyond the walls that is beyond my comprehension. It is quite unfathomable how large this entity is. I am sure that is watching me. The Beloved Voice on Mistletoe Radio. Episode 1, The Voice of Thy Beloved. Available now on iTunes, mistletoeradio.bandcamp.com, soundcloud.com forward slash mistletoe radio, and by searching The Voice of Thy Beloved on YouTube. Stay beloved and dream of sheep. Okay, welcome back. I was very happy about that. I am very happy about that. I'm happy you're here. Apparently, I'm happy I'm here. And since I'm happy I'm here, then I should do a thing. And it should be a new thing. What's a new thing we can do? Ooh, 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 my short order cook segment. It's my turn, guys. So, uh, really hope you don't hate me after this. See you on the other side. Well? Well... 
it's time for a short order cook segment. Mm. I went through this anxiety-inducing torture last episode. No. It's your turn. No. Yeah. No. But now, now here's here's the thing. Here's how short order cook works. I have in my lap an email. Well, That's I have, talent. I have, a, I have a phone with an email on it. And this email has a story prompt on it that Aaron has never seen. Nope. It was sent to us by Jason Goodman, in this case. Hi, Jason. And I also have on my wrist a Fitbit with a timer for five minutes. <laughs> I will read this prompt to Aaron, and I will start the timer. She has up to one minute to plan her story, and then the remaining of the five minutes to tell the story. <laughs> It's a good thing I was good at bullshitting in college. I know. It's, this, is, this is basically our bullshit training. It's yeah. Great. It's an improv class. So, Aaron? Yes. Are you ready? No. Theo, are you ready? He gave us a thumbs up from underneath the blanket. Good boy. <laughs> What's a blanket doing in the kitchen? It's Theo. It's good. No. Comfort food. <laughs> Just deep fry and slather some cheese on it. It'll be fine. All right, Aaron, I have the timer ready. I have the prompt ready. Are you ready? No. Well, you're doing this anyway. <laughs> now, he has actually given you some extra credit on this. Oh, which, no. Which, which will not be happening unless you want it to. The extra extra credit on this is that one or all of your children are with you. Do we dare call them out? Wait, are actually with me while I do this? Uh-huh. I don't know. Okay. It, it would depend on what the... It's nothing... It, well, you can use part of your one-minute planning to go get them if you want. No, no. <laughs> okay, I, okay. I appreciate the extra credit offer, okay. but it's easier for me to focus, are trust you, me. Are, are you ready? No. <laughs> you just found yourself inside your children's favorite bedtime story. What happens? Timer starts. I'm making interesting faces. <laughs> I am gazing off starry-eyed into the distance. I'm watching time tick down. Uh-huh. No, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. That's your job. Mm-hmm. You can do the thing. Good thing is I can bullshit the crap out of this because... I bullshitted the crap out of you in my story because I made you... Yeah. Well, you know. Okay, I think I can talk for a while. Go for it. Okay. So, I wake up, or at least I think I wake up. But where I wake up, suddenly I am in Hogwarts. Because reading Harry Potter to the kids before bed has apparently magically transported me into the world of Harry Potter. So, I wake up. And I've got, you know, of course, Lachlan in his bed near me, and, and I've got the, the, the girls there. I don't know where Theo is, but we are suddenly in Hogwarts. And, you know, I'm a Hufflepuff. And and Emily has kind of been sorted, but, you know, she's not technical. But I've got them with me, and I, I am in Hogwarts right now. So I find myself in the world of my children's favorite bedtime story. Hey, do I get extra credit for giving yes. the title or the, no, the, the prompt children in there? Are with you. It's okay. <laughs> Different extra credit. Um, so the first thing Emily wants to do is see if Harry Potter's here. She She's flapping her hands. She's all excited. She's like, oh my gosh, mom, what if Harry Potter's here? What if Harry Potter? She's doing all of this. And Maggie's just sitting there going, why are we in a castle? And Lachlan's still asleep because he doesn't wake up unless he wants to. Unless it's inconvenient. 
So, you know, I'm, I'm one of those, those hippie moms. So I, I strapped the baby up on my back and I'm like, all right, well, we're, I guess we're going to go see if Harry Potter's here. All right, fine. So we go and, uh, and we're looking for Harry Potter. And along the way, we run into the Weasley twins. Oh my. And, uh, I ask them if I can borrow the Marauders map. And they just look at me and put their hands behind their back and say, um, no. <laughs> so Meg tackles Fred. Emily gives George the puppy eyes. Somehow, eventually, Lachlan reaches over my shoulder from my back and gets the map from them, and we find the secret passages. Because somehow, magically, I know where Harry is. So we're tracking down Harry, and and then all of a sudden, Peeves comes out of nowhere, and, and, and he's throwing these slime balls at us. And I just look at him and say, I don't even want to know what they're made of. So he starts making up this rhyme, like Peeves does. Mm. And Emily starts whining. She now doesn't want to find Harry Potter anymore. She wants to go and fly. She wants a broom. So I'm like, all right, Madam Hooch. Go out onto the grounds, and we're heading out there. And all of a sudden, here comes Victor Crumb flying down. And, and, and he's, I don't know what I'm saying right now. And he's flying. And, and he comes and he swoops up Emily onto his broom. And so here I am freaking out because my kid has been swept up onto this guy's broom. <laughs> and I freak out. And, and so Meg goes, mommy, look, brooms, is it time to sweep? So I let her sweep. She's down in the courtyard. She's fine. I've got Lachlan on my back. I get up on a broom and I'm chasing down Victor Crumb. And I'm smaller and lighter than him mm -hmm. because we, we know from the descriptions in the books, he's a little stockier. And I'm chasing him down, trying to get Emily back. Emily, on the other hand, is saying, no, go away, mommy. I want to fly. I'm flying too. <laughs> and so eventually Victor gets tired. So we land. And he invites us all to tea. And so we meet up with Hermione in the library and ask her if she wants to come to tea with us. She says no, because she doesn't like Victor. They haven't kissed or anything at the Yule Ball yet. So then we go and have tea, and we invite Neville and Hermione and Ginny. And Harry walks in, and Emily swoons. And while I'm fanning her and all this, I wake up, and it was really just all a dream. That's the I'm end. With what the hell oh. just happened to me? <laughs> uh -huh. You get it now. Oh my gosh. Uh -huh. Well, it's definitely the kid's favorite bedtime story right now is Harry Potter. But, so, But short order cooking is an experience. It's definitely an experience. I don't want to admit that this was my idea. <laughs> this whole segment was well, my idea. Theo, out of five spoons, how many did oh, no. I get for this? Well, I'd say a very solid four. Oh, I was, was going to say three and a half to four. Oh, three you're mean. <laughs> At least my story didn't involve P. <laughs> no, it involved T. Just a couple letters later. <laughs> I'm sorry. The next episode for when Theo has to do this. He's waving. From under the blanket. Yeah. I am crazy. That's all I have to say about that. I'm crazy. I may be crazy, but I'm also awesome. And do you know what you do for awesome people? You go on iTunes. And you give them 70 stars. But if they won't let you do 70, five is good. But the more stars, the more reviews, all of that that we get, the more visibility we have. And more people can find us and enjoy this awesomeness that I am filling your ear holes with right now.
So go to iTunes, leave the stars and reviews, do the thing. Something else you can do that's awesome for us, but also really awesome for you is go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash the melting podcast and get yourself some awesome swag. Get an apron for when you're cooking in your own disaster kitchen. Get a mug for when you're drinking your own disaster coffee. Get a pen for when you're writing your own disaster stoke the fire stories from our prompts. Yeah, yeah, we like disasters like that. Those are good disasters, but we'll get to that later. You could also, if you really love us, go to patreon.com slash afgrappin. Even just a dollar an episode helps us, but also gets you swag. And the more you donate, the more you get. And also, you get access to our once-a-year Patreon backer-only episode, which the last ones we've done have been pretty awesome, you guys. You're missing out if you're not one of them. And if you are one of our patrons, I love you. Hi. You got to hear the thing. Wasn't it awesome? You should tell everybody how awesome it is. So back to the whole disaster pens for writing disaster prompt stories. You might want prompts in order to do that. It, I hear it helps. Because I've never written a story for a prompt before. No. Listen to past episodes. I'm lying. Anyway. Prompt number 14. Now this one is going away at the beginning of April, so you better get your stories in for this now. Please. Prompt number 14 is, A rash of people have just entered the emergency room, all of them exhibiting superpowers. Powers. 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 I fail at dramatic reverb. I'm not the one who does the audio editing. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and then there's prompt number 15. This is one of my favorites that we've had. Other than where did the corn go? Where did it go? Anyway, prompt number 15. There is an expiration date for your birth certificate. It's only a few days away. So get your stories in for that one too, guys. This one's going to be a lot of fun. So write stories with the disaster pens. Drink your coffee or tea or hot cocoa, what have you. I don't judge, but coffee's best. From your disaster mugs. And cook us up a story in your disaster apron. And send us stuff. And we'll use it to feed the masses. Thank you for listening to The Melting Podcast. You can check out our website with submission guidelines and current prompts at themeltingpodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Melting Podcast. Or you could email us themeltingpodcast at gmail.com. The Melting Podcast is released under a Creative Commons, attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, which means you're free to copy it and share it as long as you don't change it, don't sell it, and always link back to the website. Sound effects are by the Free Sound Project. And our theme is by Drew Rich Creek. Send us stuff. <laughs>